This September the 8th picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGP and Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em for a chance to win $3,000 and the Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use the promo code SGPN. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And that's all we've got time for on the MLB Gambling Podcast today. Not really. Good evening, everybody. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, September the 7th. It's football day. Um, and we've got a full game of MLB action, uh, a full slate for Friday, September the 8th. It's a bit of an OG special here. Yeah? We've got the, uh, the three longest serving the three most reverend members of the MLB Gambling Podcast crew. Joining us first up is Mr. Munaf Manji. Hello, Munaf. How are you? I'm doing well. Like you mentioned, it's uh, football season's back uh, tonight. But, you know, we're, 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 we're um, men of the people now because we're still going to be grinding out baseball for the rest of the season uh, and trying to find some winners there. It's, hey, Mal, don't forget it's September. That means, you know what that means. It's... Uh, it's uh, the the uh, dog. Uh, Got to make sure we pick a whole bunch of underdogs. The dog rookie pictures, yeah. It was that fella for Texas we kept betting on last year. He had a really funny name. Might have even been two years ago. I can't remember. He was like plus two forty every week for about. Up. Yeah, um, I haven't heard of him since. I don't know where he's disappeared off the face of the earth. But um, for five glorious weeks in two thousand and twenty-one, he made us. Uh, he made us plenty of money. Joining us also is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Hey, D-Rock, how are you? Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah, OG episode today. And, you know, I saw on Twitter the other day who handicaps baseball. It's football season. I'll tell you who we do every day, yes, six days a week. So glad to be with you, boys. And, uh, yeah, got a loaded card. Um, yeah, I'm not having a bad week either. Uh, six units up, I think, on the week on tally site. So, yeah, going along okay. Um, just making bad picks with my locking dogs always. Can never get them right. Um, if I get one, I miss the other one. Um, we'll see. I've got a little uh, football slash baseball crossover trivia question, Moon. I feel like it when I throw these at you. Um, NFL tight end, who was in the Pittsburgh Pirates minor system as a pitcher, starting pitcher for the Pirates. I think he made it to double A. I'll throw that over to anybody in the chat. Yeah, Trev was in there, Riley. No Googling either, because I'll know. Uh, Matthew, etc. If you uh, if you think you know the answer. Um, I think he's going to be starting this year. 
Uh, like I say, I don't know how far up the minor system he got, but he was certainly at, um, he was at Bradenton, um, which I think is quite high up in Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, start and tight end. Throw him out there. Um, so, we've got 15 games. The majority are on the board, I think. There's been some pitching changes, but nothing uh, too controversial. Um, so, yeah, we'll get stuck in with a 220. A little bit of day sport tomorrow. Uh, classic um, Cubs day baseball. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Chicago Cubs. Zach Gallen for Arizona and Jameson Tyone uh, for the Cubs. Now, I've seen a really weird line here, boys. I don't know if you can uh, have a look around this for me. The lines, generally speaking, are minus 110 each of two, um, with a total of eight or nine. However, Bet MGM have got the D-backs up at plus 155. Um, and I've checked it repeatedly over the course of the afternoon. And it hasn't changed. It's still there now. I can still see that. Um, so, can one of you do some homework on that? Because if that's the case, if it's a plus 150... Ah, right. No, it's still there. Still there, still there. Um, if it's a plus 155 with Gallon, then we don't need to go any further. And we can just smash the daylights out of it. Um, Zach Gallen, 14-7 and seven on the year with a 348 ERA. He's had two terrible starts to 86 earned runs with the Dodgers. Every Diamondbacks pitcher... Um, I've got my D-backs hat on. Every Diamondbacks pitcher shifts the bed against the Dodgers. This is just science. Uh, it did go up five against Baltimore before that. Um, I mean, this is two two good offences. Arizona are trying really hard. They've been quite plucky this week. Uh, they're giving it a, a go. They're starting to score runs again. Jamison Tyone is 7-9 and nine with a 573 ERA. He dropped off again. He was a bit of a laughing stock in the first couple of months of the season for us here on the show. He was easy money to feed. And then he really got it together and had a nice run. Um, he has given up 5-4-4 four, and four in his last three. The Cubs are absolutely rolling on this uh, homestand against San Francisco. It started with that Justin Steele game the other day. Um, Moonaf, I know you're, uh, you're clutching a couple of fancy tickets on Justin Steele. But they, they've just got momentum. Momentum is a real thing. And the Cubs have it at the moment. They're scoring runs. I mean, they've strangled the Giants this week. Um, they've covered the spread all three games. They've scored 24 runs. But like I say, Arizona are just a little bit funky still. Um, now, if that price anomaly stands, take Arizona, just take them blind. If not, I think the the over uh, looks like a really good bet because, um, like I say, Gallant's been wobbling. I think Chicago will score for anybody. Um, and Jameson Tyron's been given up a few to Arizona. So I'll take the over eight. Moonaf, can you shed any light on that weird price line? Is it just a Rick, maybe? Yeah, I think that it might just be um, a mistake made by Bet MGM there because I'm seeing minus 110 consensus um, for, yeah. for this game on, on Friday afternoon. But yeah, I agree with you about the over in this play, just depending on where the wind uh, is going to be blowing, whether obviously it's, it's blowing in or out. Uh, but both pitchers have uh, been pretty bad lately, especially Jameson Tyone. You take a look at his numbers uh, over the last three start five starts. I'm sorry, uh, he's winless in those five starts. But um, I think the key thing, and we, me and uh, Lante talked about this the other night as well, um, that the and you just mentioned that the Cubs are swinging a very hot bat right now. They're they're 
putting up a load of runs. Zach Gallen coming off a back-to-back rough starts, and he hasn't been very good on the road this season as well. If this was in Arizona at Chase Field, I would 100% be on Zach Gallen. But for a guy that has struggled mildly on the road, uh, I think the over is going to be play here. Again, put an asterisk next to that over, just depending on what uh, where the wind uh, is going to be blowing. I know uh, uh, Dylan's always uh, on uh, has that uh, wind direction for us. Dylan, what you got? Yeah, I'm actually going to be on the other side. I like the under. I'm seeing nines out there. Uh, I would take that before the line moves because I do see eight and a halfs and eights pop up. I I made my line 7.8, the under eight and two in the Cubs last 10 games. But the big thing for me is we do have winds blowing in 11 mile an hour winds blowing in tomorrow at Wrigley Field. So, you know. The wind isn't really a concern in most places, but at Wrigley, it, it it's very effective. So I think we see a low-scoring game tomorrow. Um, you're right. I would love to get the Diamondbacks at home with Zach Allen, but on the road, he does struggle a little bit. Cubs are ro- red hot right now. As a side, I would lean with the Cubs, but I do think it's going to be a lower-scoring game with the wind blowing in, so I'll take the under. Uh, 6.40 Eastern first pitches, the St. Louis Cardinals at the Cincinnati Reds. We have two left-handed pitchers going here. Drew Rom uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals and Andrew Abbott goes uh, for the Cincinnati Reds. Plus 102 on St. Louis, minus 120 on Cincy. Total is 10.5. Drew Rom has started three games um, for St. Louis, has lost all three. and just a, he's given him a combination of everything, really. It's hard, it's hard to pinpoint. Uh, hits, walks, homers. Um, it's just not an ideal situation. Uh, the cards, uh, what they won three in a row, I think, now. They got the strider last night. That was a bit of an odd one. Again, that's what we're talking about, um, what I'm talking about, uh, putting up dodgy locks. Because all we did the other night was really just say how Atlanta and strider would just get to St. Louis and the, we couldn't see anything else. And the run line was minus 142. And I said, I know it's boring, but I'm just going to lock this up. Um, and 10 minutes into the game, it was sort of 4 nothing St. Louis. And that baseball can make a fool of you like that. Um, Andrew Abbott has dropped off slightly. He's 8-3 and three on the year, 327 ERA. Uh, he's gone 407 in his last five. Um, but he's got a 266 home ERA. Pitched uh, five and two-thirds against St. Louis earlier in the season, was scoreless. I think that's good enough. Um, St. Louis have put a little run together, but it's not something you want to trust. I don't want to trust Rome either, and we've seen Abbott do it all season. I think this is a good price with Abbott. Uh, minus 120, Dylan, please. Real quick, did Spencer Schreider lose to Cy Young yesterday? No. Nah. You right. don't I think so? You, I saw you tweet that out, but I think he's fine. You think he's fine? I hope it's our boy Justin Steele if he's listening. I, I put a ticket in just like Munoff he, uh, for him to win the Scion, but he might have lost it. You know, strikeouts are cool and all, but Justin Steele gets wins, and Spencer Strider, you know, not not as much. But I agree with you on this play. I'm going to take the Reds on the money line, minus 118. Uh, I made him actually a minus 160 favorite, much bigger. Uh, I think this is a, actually a very generous number that we're getting with uh, for a team that's fighting for more. You know, Reds fighting for a playoff spot, while Cardinals, yeah, they won three in a row, but they really have nothing to play for besides dignity and pride. But I, I don't trust Drew Rahm at all. The Cardinals have lost every game, all three games that he he started this season. Abbott is the much better pitcher. He's shown us that he could bounce back after a so-so start. So, yeah, I'm with you, Mal. I, I like the Reds here. 
Munaf? Malin's going bonkers. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys on the Reds here. Uh, Cardinals, I guess, just fortunate about what's going on, or I guess against the Braves and Braves. You know, we talk about teams like, that are ready just to kind of get into the postseason. I just feel like the Braves are at that point uh, right now for this MLB season. I mean, they're already at, what, 90 wins already on the season. They're going to crack 100. Um, I just think that right now the Cardinals were able to take advantage of that. And I think last I know Mal was mentioning that uh, the Spencer Strider stat, uh, or at least the run line, I should say, and now it kind of plummeted before the game started, and it goes four nothing uh, for the Cardinals within that first inning. So, but nonetheless, I, I like Andrew Abbott. I think he should bounce back here against the Cardinals. Uh, I'll take the plus money uh, with the with the sorry with the Reds here in this game. What do you think? Do you think uh, Snell lost? Not Snell. Do you think um, Strider lost to Cy Young yesterday with the, with that yeah. bad outing? Yeah, I, I think so. I agree. I agree. We did it out. Uh, like as soon as like that first inning was over, like he gave up four runs. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like, especially since the post or sorry, since the all-star break, he's had a couple rough starts in there. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like it's going to come down to Blake Snell, who right now is the odds on favorite. I think he's at a minus yeah. price now. Uh, and then Justin Steele. So I, again, I know we'll get to that game later here in a minute, but Blake Snell's going up against the Astros. So I think, you know, if he's able to have a good outing in that game, that number might just move to north of minus 300. Spencer Strider right now, 75 to one. Wow. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, he shouldn't drop off that much, but I agree. I think, I think the, I know you put it in our group message, but I really hope Spencer Strider, not Spencer Strider, Justin Steele, our boy, he really uh, gets the Cy Young for us. Yep. Okay. Um, we've got a, a question in the chat there from Don. Um, should he take them all into plus one or two today? Right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think I've had got Braxton Garrett like three nights running this week. He's eventually pitching tonight. Um, they are playing really right. good baseball. Yeah, we yeah. got them. They turned over Lancelin the other day, didn't they? And Pepiot, I don't mind Pepiot, but um, he's still, I think he's coming back from a little injury. I would, yeah, I, I like Braxton Garrett there. Yeah, take him. I would take it first five. There you go. Good advice. Uh, advice all round. Um, Okay, the aliens got you, Moon. After then, I think they briefly got me, but um, I'm back again. 6.40 Eastern first pitch, the Seattle Mariners at the Tampa Bay Rays. George Kirby for Seattle and Taj Bradley for Tampa Bay. Uh, minus oh, 102 Seattle. Bradley. Yeah, minus 115 Taj Bradley. Um, and the total is at 7.5 for Dylan. Yeah, give me the give me the dog here on the road. I actually made the Mariners a minus one ten favorite against Taj Bradley. You know, second start since coming back for Taj, and he pitched all right in his first start against the Guardians, coming back from an injury. But this Mariners team, uh, Mariners team, is just a different animal right now. They're scoring a bunch of runs, and Bradley's hard hit rate has been in the high forties since coming back. So. Maybe a blow up is coming for him. I, I think the Mariners are hitting the ball really well right now. I think this is a bad spot for him. We all know how much I do love George Kirby. And let's not forget the Mariners have already took two or three from the Rays back in early July when they did uh, play. And they, they didn't just score some runs. They scored seven, eight, and four runs in those three games. So the offense is getting hot at the right moment. I, I think they could have success against Taj Bradley, who does have a hard hit rate. So game in Mariners, I got him at a minus 102. Okie doke, love that, Dylan Munaf. Yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, Dylan here on the Mariners. Um, George Kirby had a really good start against the Mariners early this season. Seven innings, you only allowed two earned runs. 
And it was the opposite for Todd Bradley. I think he only lasted three innings against the Mariners and he allowed five earned runs. And I think that his last start, uh, maybe a bit of a Fugazi just because he went up against the Guardians who really can't hit the ball uh, at all. Uh, and that's kind of been the theme of this team for the past several seasons. But um, I, I like the Mariners here. Again, they're still fighting in that AL West division. Every game does matter. And if there's one pitcher that at least you want to fade uh, on this race pitching staff, um, at least even at home, that's going to be Todd Bradley. So Mariners money line for me as well. Yeah, it's not as Bradley. I think he's carried a little bit of bad luck. He, he had an injury. He's been up and down. Um, that win last time out against the Guardians was his first W since the 21st of um, July going back a long way. And he's just given up sort of multi-runs in every start, really. Um, Kirby hasn't been great lately. He's given up three, three and four in his last three starts. Um, and I just thought the total was too low. Both of these offences can break out for some runs. And even if they don't, I think I think seven and a half, I was surprised. Um, we've said a couple of times this week that normally you have to, Miami have to be involved uh, to see a seven and a half on a card lately. But this is too low. Um I'm happy to take the over. I think both teams could help out with this. So sort of a 5-3, 5-4 type of game. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is on a 15-game hitting streak, if you're interested in that. Um, I did watch a little bit of um, Tyler Glasgow's 14 strikeout effort last night as well, uh, which was pretty impressive. But yeah, we'll take the over. Um, football, you've got a couple of hours to sign up for the uh, the free season-long NFL Pick'em Contest. Um, which has got $1,000 for first place and $500 for second. If you're a Patreon member for the NFL season, that is double bubble up to 2000 and 1000 bucks. So um, if a Patreon member wins the free roll, they'll get an autographed full-size sports gambling podcast helmet, uh, which has got signatures from people like Joel Theismann, Bill Romanovsky, Pac-Man Jones, John Sully, Eric Metcalf, LeGarrette Blunt. Um, the sign-up link is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, slash Patreon uh, to get in for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly pickings. DraftKings um, is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and we've got a can't miss offer for week one. After seven months without a game, um, get involved in this. DraftKings is hooking everybody up. Um, you'll get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any game. Uh, the pick, if you if you're interested, from across the pond is Pittsburgh uh, to cover plus two maybe uh, on Sunday. Fill your boots on that. Download now. Use the code SGP to sign up. Uh, new customers can take home two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks with the code SGP on DraftKings Sports. We can official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com/sports for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Game time. The ticket people, uh, one of our favourite sponsors here. Uh, buying tickets, as we often talk about, is uh, very stressful, but it shouldn't be. And Game Time uh, can sort that out for you. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for anything you want: sports, music, comedy, and theatre near you. I know uh, Sean's picked up a bunch of tickets for the Eagles visit. Uh, to SoFi Stadium, so you can go and watch that with all his friends and family. Um, really good experience. Uh, the lowest price guarantee, the game time guarantee, uh, means they will credit you 110% of the difference um, if you find tickets at the same section and row for less. So the thing to do is download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, 
lowest price guarantee. 640 Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox at the Detroit Tigers. Mike Clevenger for Chicago and Reese Olsen goes for Detroit. Um, tight on the books, plus 112 the White Sox, minus 115 the Tigers, total of eight, Muna. Yeah, uh, Mike Levenger, like you mentioned, on the mound here for the White Sox, um, not having such a great season, um, I guess we can say, for the White Sox. But last five games, he's 2-2 two and two with a 4.34 ERA. Uh, coincidentally, he faced his uh, Tigers team in his last start, which is back on Saturday. He got absolutely blown up in that start. He uh, gave up 12 hits in just four innings to the Detroit Tigers, eight earned runs in that span, only two strikeouts. Uh, Reese Olsen, um had a really solid outing, probably one of his best uh, of the entire season against the White Sox last week. Seven innings, uh, shutout baseball. He only allowed four hits in that game. The Tigers have been a little frisky. I think that, again, when we talk about teams that um, usually don't have anything to play for when you have these September call-ups, you're going to get guys that are going to... um, Number one, want to go out and prove that they belong in the big leagues. And there's other teams that are also watching these guys as well. And again, I think for the Tigers, you know, they're just going out there and playing good baseball right now. I don't want anything to do with this White Sox team right now. I think Reese Olsen can't duplicate what he did last week against the Chicago White Sox. I'll take the White, sorry, I'll take the Detroit Tigers here at home. Minus 125 is where I currently see. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Moonaf. I think that's the key. The key line in that is I don't want anything to do with this White Sox team because. Why? How could you? Um, I don't want Clevenger particularly. He's got one win in his recent game log, which is against Oakland, so it doesn't count. And also, like you say, his last two have been good. Um, although that last one really does catch the eye in the the tent and nothing went over the White Sox. Uh, Detroit, uh, happier at home. They went to New York. I took them this week, sort of followed them off a cliff a little bit this week. They didn't get it done, so um, I'm happy to uh, get them back at home and see if we can get a win here. I'll take Detroit on the money line, Dylan. Yeah, team right here. I like the Tigers here as well. Minus 118. I, 118. I made them a minus 145 favorite. Like you guys said, there's just no way I could back the White Sox right now. Tigers, they're a better team right now. They just swept the White Sox last week. And Munoff said it, the way Clevenger's looked, especially in his last start, eight runs given up in four innings against this Tiger team. I, I think the White Sox have kind of checked out. So I can't back a team like that. I do think the Tigers are a better team at home. So I'll take them on the money line. It's a lot of football chat in the comments. We uh, the one dollar fine applies, people. Uh, every time you make a football comment, it's one dollar in the pot, which goes towards the end of season party. Seven oh five Eastern first pitch is the LA Dodgers at the Washington Nationals. We have Emmett Sheehan is back for the Dodgers, and left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore is on the hill for Washington. We have lines of minus one seventy the Dodgers, plus one forty two Washington, and a total of nine and a half. Muna. Uh, Sheena came back uh, last Saturday against the Braves, and he actually was really good in that start. He went four innings, only allowed three hits, one earned run. Unfortunately, the uh, Dodgers did go on to lose that game four to two, but like I mentioned, he he was really solid in that matchup. Uh, Mackenzie Gore on the season had a really good outing in his last start against the Blue Jays, five innings, one earned run. But on the season, he's just 7-9 with a 4.28 ERA. Has struggled at home. Uh, in 11 starts, he only has a 2-4 and four record. Um, did face the Dodgers last season when he was with the Padres. Uh, he only allowed one earned run in about five and two-thirds innings pitch. Did allow four uh, walks to the Dodgers. 
Uh, I think we're just going to root for runs in this game. I don't want to lay the minus 175 price with the with the Dodgers. Um, I think the nine and a half over may be worth a play here. We know what the Dodgers offense can do. And I think the Nationals can put up a few runs uh, as well in this game off of Shahan. So uh, I will go over nine and a half in this game between the Dodgers and the Nationals. Okay, so it's a total for moving off, Dylan. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I took the over nine and a half as well. I made my total 9.9. Washington hasn't been exactly winning a bunch of games. They did just walk it off against the Mets last night, but over six and four in their last 10 Dodgers, seven and three towards the over. So both teams, they're having no problem scoring the runs. Uh, We also have winds blowing out in center field tomorrow around around seven, eight miles an hour in DC. So, uh, and if you look at Emmett's row splits, they're really not that good. I I think both teams will be able to score some runs tomorrow, maybe like six, seven runs a game. So I, I like the over nine and a half here. Um, I thought I'd take a bit of a home puppy here, uh, Dylan. A, a plus one forty-two with Washington. Um, Sheehan's all right. Uh, he's come up and he's done some bits and bobs. He's he's, he's showed some flashes. Um, but Mackenzie Gore is going well too. Fifteen and a third, only three earned runs given up in his last three. Uh, Washington did snap a six-game losing streak here. Um, yeah, I just thought the way the Dodgers have flexed their muscles a lot the last couple of weeks. Um, but I've showed a little bit of vulnerability behind the um, the less than stellar pitching options we saw. Like I say, Lance Lynn got turned over. They lost two in a row, I think, now, the Dodgers. Um, or maybe I was expecting Garrett to go and make it two in a row. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take Washington, uh, give them a little chance here. Um, do you know, Moonaf, one year ago today, I was in that car with those four Danish kids hitchhiking from yes. Los Angeles, mate. And now I'm sitting here fucking Newcastle uh, I couldn't be more sad I've been, a, I've been a proper sad little boy all day just harking back to that texting you saying, should, saying should you should I get in this car with these four Danish kids and you said well <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why what you were going to do about it I was like how close is Houston to Los Angeles <laughs> it's about three days away shut up leave me alone uh, uh, Malcolm when's the next time you're coming to the States uh, depends how these bets go on, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not anytime is, soon. <laughs> I'll win Moonaf's Pick'em Contest um, and then I'll uh, I'll get myself out. No, me and Barry on the Premier League show did decide this week that we've now got 12 months because we've been talking about it being 12 months to the day. We've got 12 months to save up. Um, so we're going to try and funnel funnel some money away every month uh, and see if we oh, can get ourselves Cup? across this time. No, we'll come ne- this time next year. Oh, um, World Cup, no, now you've started me off. I might just come and stay, if that's all right. I'll stay on your couch, Dylan, for five years. Be fine. <laughs> 7.05 Eastern you first and Albus can share the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and Albus. A- <laughs> me and little Malcolm. Um, what's happening? Miami Marlins against the Philadelphia Phillies. Yuri Perez uh, for Miami. And Christopher Sanchez, left-handed pitcher for Philadelphia. Plus 120 on Miami. Minus 142 on Philly totally set it nine, D-Rock. Yeah, this was actually a really hard game to cap. Tough to come down on a side for. I only made the Phillies a minus 135 favorite, but I do like the under nine. I made my total 8.1. I know it's hard to take an under right now with how Christopher Sanchez has been at home and the way he's been pitching, but I I think we might see some regression from this Marlins offense. They've just been on fire recently, 7-3 and in their last 10. And I think Yuri Perez will have a bounce-back start as well for the Marlins. He didn't do well in his last start, so... So 
I don't expect him to have another outing like that one. Uh, I just don't feel real confident in anything in this game. It's not something I will bet, but for the show, I do lean under. Okay, and uh, Munaf? Yeah, Yuri Perez, I know before he got sent down, um, was actually doing really well for the uh, Marlins before they did call him back up. But um, coming off an outing where, you know, it wasn't his strongest of the season against the Nationals, he did have back-to-back starts against the Nationals. One was a great start, one was a, a, a subpar start, uh at least, you know, considering his uh, um, how well he had been going. But four and two thirds, he allowed three earned runs in that span. Um, like, like you know, D-Rock mentioned, it, it's kind of hard to back Christopher Sanchez right now just because of the way uh, he's been pitching and in the form that he has been in. And fortunately for the um, for Sanchez, the offense has been doing real, really well in the starts that he has made uh, for the Phillies. And you take a look at the uh, left-handed pitching uh, numbers, offensively for the Miami Marlins over the last two weeks, they're actually uh, in top 10 in a lot of those categories, uh, at least well above league average as well. So I-, I like what I've seen from Yuri Perez. I'm going to take a shot here with the Marlins uh, on the money line here. I'll take the plus what's a plus price right now of uh, yeah, what? Plus, plus 120. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take, I'll take a stab on the Marlins here. Why not? Okay. I like that. I think this could be a low scoring game enough, which puts Miami right in the frame. Um, I really like Perez. How can you not like him? He's going to be fun to watch for a long time. Miami season might have just come off the rails last night. Um, Sandy Alcantara has gone to the IL. Uh, Jorge Soler has joined him on the on the IL. So the little, this, the kind of slim chance they had of making the playoffs looks like it's been derailed. And they might just knock the stuffing out of um, out of the Marlins. They've been going along really well. They've won six on the spin before that. Um, but I love Perez. Um, that ball coming down from seven foot eight at 102 mile an hour, that's good to watch. Um, and Christopher Sanchez has been fine as well. Um, normally gives up two or three and Philly can help, uh, Philly can overcome that with their offense. Um, but yeah, but behind two two good starts and a, a poor offensive showing from Miami, I'm going to take the, uh, I'll take the under nine. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, Hall of Fame bets is a new name here on the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets. It is a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. So you can research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data. If you enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool, you'll get hit rates broken down by a leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate or any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Uh, so to stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And our old favourite underdog fantasy, um, a great way to play alongside your favourite football team all season is the Pick'em game. Uh, pick between two and five players. Select whether they'll go higher or lower on some of their stats and then just do what we normally do. Watch the telly, watch the football uh, and cheer your picks on. You can win up to 20x your money in a single game by going five for five. It is a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Uh, watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. 
when you sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Milwaukee Brewers at the New York Yankees. Colin Rea for the Brewers and Luis Severino for the Yankees. Minus 112 Milwaukee, minus 108. The Yankees total set at nine. Uh, Colin Rea, he sort of flattered to deceive a little bit earlier in the season. He had a couple of good starts. I actually picked him up in our TGFBI team and then he immediately got sent down. Um, he's five and five on the year, has a 507 ERA. And he was struggling when he got sent down. That was the 4th of August. Um, came back last week with an average start, a short start against Philadelphia. Um, Lewis Severino was 4-8 and eight with a 6.75 ERA. He's just really inconsistent. Uh, his last five starts, he's got two scoreless, which is great. And he's thrown in a three-earned, a four-earned, and a five-earned around that. Um, so it's just hard to know what to do with him, really. Those games have been low scoring. Um, and maybe the... The the way this home stands gone this against Detroit this week is pretty straightforward. The, the, the Yankees have won, um, but fairly low key games, and that's kind of what I can see here. Jason Dominguez has hit three homers in his five, uh, his first five games. I feared New York all week, and it hasn't worked. Uh, therefore, I'm going to take them in a the game. Like I say, I think they've won similar games this week. I can see them winning this five to two, something like that. Low key but a win for New York. And minus 108 is a fair price, uh, so I'll take the Yankees moving up. Yeah, I think that we may see some runs in this game. I, I don't trust Colin Rea uh, either. Um, before he got sent down, it wasn't good. He came back, like you mentioned, against the Phillies, four and a third, allowed two earned runs. Home runs are the issue with Colin Rea, right? You kind of go through his game log. Uh, in his last three starts, and I know this dates back all the way to July 30th, but three consecutive starts, he's allowed at least two home runs uh, to the opposition. So if you're a player prop uh, player, at least for MLB, you may want to take a look at some uh, home run props here, whether that's, you know, Stanton, Judge, maybe some other low-key uh, guys that can tee off on Colin Rea. So um, I think you hit the nail on the head here, Mal, that Luis uh, Severino is is inconsistent. So, I'm going to caution on the side that we're, we'll see the guy that we're used to seeing all season where he does give up some runs here. I do think we'll see some runs in this game. Gun to my head, I'll side here with the Yankees. I don't love the side, but I, I do think that we see runs. Maybe a, a team total over for the New York Yankees, but it seems like the offense has turned around a little bit for the Yankees, at least over the past couple of weeks here. Dylan? Yeah, you're zigging, I'm zagging. I can't believe the Yankees are this big of a favorite. It's up to minus 125. Uh, I actually made the Brewers a minus 110 favorite. I, I get they've won eight of their last 10 games, but the Brewers are a much better team, in my opinion. I get Colin Ray he isn't the best pitcher, but he did look good in his last start against the Phillies with a good lineup. He went four and one third, gave up two runs, and the Brewers were up seven to two through the first five innings. I'm actually going to back the Brewers in the first five plus a half. I think Colin Ray can limit the Yankees just enough. And I think the Brewers can take advantage of Severino. I I can't believe Severino's this big of a favorite. So I, I got to take the dog here. You kind of done what I've done all week, Dylan. We haven't recorded uh, together this week. I don't know. I, and I've kind of made that argument that New York aren't very good. Um, and the, there's been a little bit of an illusion. Um, and it just hasn't happened. They've, they've kept going. So I've had to jump off it. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. They'll, they'll definitely... Um, They'll get beat now because I've jumped off it. So, yeah, you've made the right pick then. So uh, 7.07 Eastern first pitch. It's the Kansas City Royals at the Toronto Blue Jays. Colin with two L's. Snyder 
uh, goes for the Kansas City Royals. And you say Kikuchi, left-handed pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Plus 160 for the Royals, minus 192 for the Blue Jays. Total is nine, Muna. Yeah, Constar seems like, or not seems like, but he's a guy that's coming out of their bullpen. Uh, should be a spot start for him. Maybe it's a bullpen type of uh, game. I think, Munaf, I saw Alec Marsh earlier on listed. So I think okay. probably... That's who I handicap. Two okay. two innings, maybe. So Snyder will yeah. throw one or two with Marsh. That's what I'm guessing at that. Like, I've got no yeah, confirmation yeah. of that. But that's a Yeah, I think that's probably what the yeah game plan is for the Royals. Just let Snyder start maybe the first inning, and then you bring in Alec Marsh after that. But um, Kikuchi has been pretty solid at home uh, this season. 12 starts. He has a 5-2 and two record with a 3.50 ERA. His last start, he did get blown up, uh, but that was in Colorado, which was against the Rockies. Obviously, four and two-thirds allowed uh, six runs overall. Two of them were earned. He did allow four walks in that game as well, but um, he's been faltering a little bit. His last two starts haven't been that good. Um, he gave up three earned runs to the Baltimore Orioles in four and two-thirds of an inning. Um, and the Royals, this, this team has – they've put up a lot of runs against the uh, – sorry, the, uh, the Chicago White Sox in their last series earlier this week. Um the, the Blue Jays have just been my kryptonite this season, and I just cannot figure them out. They're so um, hard. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll take a stab on the on on the plus price here with the Royals, but I do think we see some runs. Right, Like I mentioned, the Royals have been able to swing a hot bat right now. The potential is always there with this Blue Jays team. Whether you know if you're going to get it or not is always a question day in and day out with this team. I, I do believe that if Alec Marsh is going to be getting the bulk of the innings here for the uh, for the uh, Kansas City Royals, he hasn't been the greatest this season. Um, you know, we've seen flashes of where he can be good uh, for this team, but overall, it just hasn't been very pretty for him. I mean, he has an zero and eight record this season uh, with six point two three ERA. His last start was against uh, uh, sorry the Boston Red Sox. He allowed six earned runs in two and two thirds innings. So. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, the runs in this game. I think we see runs, runs, runs. So I'm going to go over nine in this game. Uh, gun to my head, if you made me pick a side, I would fade the Royals bullpen because it's just haven't been very good all season. Minus one and a half, plus 110 as far as a side. But my favorite play is going to be the over nine. Okay, Dylan. Yeah, I agree on the total uh, over nine. I feel like nine is very uh, short. I made my total 9.8. I know I usually come on here and I say Blue Jays are an under team, but the over has actually hit in eight of their last 10 games. Royals, they've actually gone over this number in five straight games. They play no defense at all. And if it is Alex Marsh going, he's been involved in a ton of high scoring games. Six of his last eight starts have gone over this number. I don't trust the bullpen of, to be honest, of either team right now. Kikuchi, he has and look good in his last two starts. I think we see a lot of runs in this game, so I agree on the over. Yeah, team right. Runs, runs, runs. Yeah, the Blue Jays are ridiculous. And the worst thing about them is they make you, they sort of draw you into thinking that they can be relied upon. And then they just do something absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I don't mind Alec Marsh, you know. He's all right. Uh, but he'll give up maybe three. Um, and then the the bullpen will give up a couple more. And we can eat, yeah, we can get to this total quite easily, I think. Really, um, the total in the last Ed Kikuchi's last two games have been fifteen and seventeen. Uh, so yeah, that's more than enough. We'll take that. If I had to pick a side, I'd take Kansas City. Um, yeah. I'd like to say if Snyder can navigate, uh, maybe one in in or one turn through the order, possibly. Um, like I say, I'm not a, uh, I'm not too low on Alec Marsh, so um, I would take Kansas City um, if I had to. 
7-10 Eastern first pitches, the Baltimore Orioles at the Boston Red Sox. Kyle Bradish for Baltimore and Tanner Houck for Boston. Minus 118, the Orioles. Even money, plus 100. Boston total is at 10, Dylan. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Uh, I see some nine and a halfs out there. Even at even at a 10, I would still go over. I made my total 10.3. Both teams, they've been dead over teams this season. Both the Orioles and the Red Sox, they've gone over this number in seven of their last 10 games. And whenever these two teams play each other, we typically see a high-scoring game, nine actually being the lowest number that they've scored. Uh, we got winds blowing out in Fenway tomorrow night. Orioles, last five games, they're averaging 7.2 runs. Red Sox, last five games, they're averaging 6.1 runs. I think we see maybe like an 8-6, maybe 8-7 type of game. I, I got to hammer the over here. Okay, Dylan likes the over, Munaf. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kyle Bradish has been maybe the best pitcher for this Orioles team. Uh, but when it comes to the Red Sox, they've been his kryptonite. Uh, in his career against the Red Sox, he's 0-4 with a 9.36 ERA. He had a start earlier this season against the Red Sox. This was back in April 25th. Two and one-thirds innings, seven earned runs he allowed. It's almost a repeat performance of his last uh, outing he had against the uh, Red Sox back in 2022 last season or around September 27th. It's pretty. It's it's crazy. It's almost the same exact line. Two and one third, seven earned runs, allowed four walks in that game as well. And I don't trust Tanner Houck either. I mean, he hasn't been very good this season either. Five point four zero ERA at home. He's allowed uh, six earned runs in uh, just ten innings pitched against the Baltimore Orioles. You kind of take a look. His last four games, total runs combined in those last four games: 14, 11, 10, and twenty. So uh, I'm agreeing with uh, Dylan here. I think the best play in this game is going to be the over. I currently see that minus one hundred five over on DraftKings. Um, my play here is I kind of trust Bradish more. I know you've made those points in his previous starts against Boston, but I just think he's a different pitcher now than he was then. Um, he's been going along really nicely. Um, and if you give me Bradish over Hauk, then nine times out of ten, I'm going to take Bradish. And it's close on the books. Minus 118 is a good price uh, because Baltimore is still firing along quite nicely. Um, Hauk's been going short starts, three or four earned runs. Um, Tristan Cassas is worth a shout-out for Boston. He's had an outstanding season, but he's on another uh, He's on another tear at the minute. 13-game hit streak for Cassas. I really like his attitude as well. Uh, but, but these two teams, I'm happy... Um, at close prices to take, I think, slightly the better team with slightly the better pitcher. Uh, so I'll take Baltimore at minus 180. Next up, we will go to... Um, I need to remember the Mets. Where are they up there? Nearly. It is a 7.20 Eastern first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Atlanta Braves, where Mitch Keller goes for Pittsburgh and Bryce Elder and it goes for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, plus 154, Pittsburgh, minus 185, Atlanta. Total is nine and a half. Um, Moon, I've seen the, the Blue Jays are his crib tonight. I've struggled with Atlanta this week. Or probably not. It's only because I've locked them up the other night. So I'm letting the recency of that get in my mind a little bit. Um, Keller has been pushed back a couple of times. I feel like I've handicapped him all week as well. Um, he's 11 and 8 on the year with a 393. ERA pitched 20 innings in his last three starts, only given up four earned runs. Um, played against Atlanta early in the season, gave up nine hits and three earned. So it's really quite hard to judge what Keller's going to give you here. Um, Pittsburgh took a little blow that Andrew McCutcheon is out for the season. 
um, was one of the one of the feel good stories of the year. Really, was uh, coach going back there and was doing really well um, as a leader and as a useful back in that lineup. He's going to be a miss for them. Uh, Bryce Elder for Atlanta. Um, 11 and 4, 342 ERA. He had a bit of a wobble, um, but he has recovered from that. I just don't want to take, I don't want to take a short price on Atlanta again. Um, the total looks high. I really, I'm struggling here. I don't know what to do, boys. Um, I'll take the dog here. I'll take Pittsburgh at plus 154. Um, but this will be way down my list of things. Um, Dylan, can you do a better job of this game than me? Uh, no, this is going to be a boring play, but I actually like the Braves to bounce back. I'll take him on the run line. If he could still get plus money, I see plus 105s out there. You know, I, I get it. They, they've lost three straight, but they're still obviously the much better team. Sucks that McCutcheon is out for the season. Pirates actually playing good baseball, 7-3 in their last 10. But Bryce Elder, he's looked good in his last few starts. I think he could get him back into the win column, and we love to fade Mitch Keller on the road. Uh, I'm going to take the better team at home uh, with plus money on the run line. Give me the Braves. Okay, Muda. Yeah, I mean, uh, echoing what Dylan said, that Mitch Keller just hasn't been very good on the road this season, 5-5 five and five with a 4.67 ERA. Um, seems like he's turned the corner after the bad start that he had uh, after the all-star break. Um, but again, you're going up against an offense that is looking to bounce back. And it's kind of similar to what we saw with the Astros, that there was a, a series there where they just weren't swinging the bats very well. And that just absolutely exploded uh, on the uh, Rangers in the series earlier this week. We might see something similar to that with the Braves here against the Pirates, whose pitching hasn't been very good either. Um, so, and again, Bryce, Elder has been really good at home this season for the Braves, 6-1 with 3.02 ERA. The Braves have won four straight uh, games when he has started for them. Uh, three out of those four games have been by multiple runs. Um, did get into a little bit of trouble against the Pirates back on August 10th, so maybe a little revenge that he's looking out for. That was in Pittsburgh, but I'm going to trust Bryce, uh, Bryce Elder here at home, giving the run line uh, here with Dylan. Braves team total over as well. Yeah, I just couldn't uh, pull him up. Sort of pulled the trigger on that. I'd tried to find ways to get into Atlanta. I'd taken the team total on Tuesday. I took the um, the run line and just struggling to hit. So um, I feel like I needed to snap out of it. Just lazy picks. It was kind of a lazy handicap for me, a lazy pick, struggling with it. So um, I'm going to avoid them uh, for a day or two, I think. 8.05 um, Eastern First Pitch. These lines have blown my mind, Dylan. So if I've got these lines wrong, uh, you need to shout at me because something's way off about this. It's the Oakland Athletics at the Texas Rangers where Paul Blackburn takes the ball for Oakland and will face left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery for Texas. And I've got lines of plus 275 for Oakland, minus 345 for Texas, and a total of nine. Are they the lines that you boys are seeing? Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly well, what I see. I've got a question for you, Munaf. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> come on. So, What's going on here? Uh, I don't know. It's just because it's the name of the Oakland A's. And if people have been paying attention to baseball, uh, they would know that the Rangers uh, pitching has just been down the dumpster. And I know that they gave up uh, tons of runs to the Astros over this last series. But even prior to that, they just weren't very good. And I don't, again, um, their bullpen hasn't been very good either. And then when we talk about Paul Blackburn, I'll let you take the handicap here, but this line just seems a little outrageous, even if it is the Rangers. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this? 
I mean, absolutely insane. I think I'm in just timeout, just backing the Rangers. I, I thought Scherzer was going to go good, and he just got shelled against the – they got – all of their pitchers got shelled against the Astros in that series. So, I mean, I want nothing to do with the Rangers for – for uh, until they turn it around. Yeah, that's it. Um, the Rangers have fallen 15 in the last 19 yeah. games. Um, they lost – a duelist Garcia by the looks last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of the better pitches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you want me to take what minus three forty-five, um, <laughs> especially against Oakland's best pitcher. Like I probably take Oakland more than is sane and healthy, right? But if any of you boys ever take them, it's because Paul Blackburn's name is on the slate. Um, yeah, I didn't. Under- I was. I'm pleased. I thought I'd gone mad. I didn't know what I was missing. So I can't, I'm pleased that you both have uh, backed me up here. Auckland have actually won three of his last five starts as well. This is incredible. Get in the queue. Uh, Auckland plus 275, moving off, please. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the uh, A's on the first five money line. Uh, put Paul Blackburn. Um, again, I think that the Oakland A's, um, again, not playing for a lot. But we talked about it with, uh, I believe, the Tigers that, you know, you have young guys that want something to prove. And like you mentioned, the Rangers, what, 4-15 and 15 over their last 19 games where this pitching staff, uh, I mean, I think you and I could probably go out there and get a hit off of this Rangers <laughs> pitching staff right now. So, well, I could. Yeah, you could because you're the professional here. So uh, Oakland A's first five-inning money line for me with Paul Blackburn, like you mentioned, their best player on the mound or their best, best, uh, best pitcher. Um, I mean, we, um, I might wake up. And check the scores and see Texas won this six to one. And it's not it won't be a huge surprise. I'll get on with the rest of my life. But like it's just in it's nuts. The prices are nuts. Um eight ten Eastern first pitch is the New York Mets. I'll, the I'll take the Jets. athletics as well, by the way. Oh, I thought you you what did you say when you said things then? Did nah, you not nah, make it? That's all right. You don't want my handicap. I want the you want I want A's first five with Moon off and I also take them uh, full game. Much two turns at every game. Eight tennis and first pitch. <laughs> it's the New York Mets at the Minnesota Twins. Kodai Senga uh, for the Mets and Dallas Keuchel, left-handed pitcher for the Twins. Um, it's a match on the books. Minus 108 each of two. Um, total is eight and a half or nine if you want it. These prices look drunk to me as well, Dylan, and I reckon you agree. Oh, yeah. Give me the Mets here on the money line. I got it at minus 105, minus 112. I made him a minus 140 favorite against uh, Dallas Keuchel. I don't care if Dallas Keuchel has looked better. He's still not better, nowhere near than Kodai Senga. And I think the Mets' bats have woken up, especially Pete Alonso. His bats have woken up a little bit. And I think they could score some runs in this spot. I know we love to fade Senga on the road, but I just don't think he's been that bad on the road. He hasn't given up more than three runs on the road in his last seven starts on the road dating back to early May. So if the Mets can give them some run support, three, four runs, I, I think they could get that against Dallas Keiko. I think Sango will limit the hot bats of the Twins, and the Mets should win this game. If they do, that's a different story, but they should win this game with their best pitcher on the mound. I, I actually don't think the, the Twins should be the favorite in this spot, but give me the Mets here. Okie doke. Uh, who am I playing for Dylan Munaf? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been an advocate of backing Kodai Senga at City Field, and I know this is a road game uh, for for him, but he's 
pitched really well for this Mets rotation uh, this season. 10 and 7, 3.08 ERA. Last five games, he's been absolutely solid with a 3 and 1 record with a 2.48 ERA. Uh, he hasn't allowed more than uh, he's actually only allowed three or three earned runs or more in just once in as far as his last five starts, which is against the Braves. Uh, but his last three outings, he's been absolutely solid. Double digit strikeouts in his last two starts as well, 10 and 12. Um, and like Dylan mentioned that the Mets bats look seems like they've woken up and now you're going up against Dallas Keuchel. I mean, I know last season he was the, the fade of, of the season. Anytime he was on the star, uh, on the mound for, I believe it was the diamondbacks last year. Um, but he kind of came back down to earth against the Texas Rangers since last start where he did allow five earned runs in three and one Thursday innings pitch. So uh, long story short here, I'm going to take the Mets on the money line minus 112. I think there's some value on the run line there as well at plus 150 against uh, Dallas Keuchel and the Twins. Yeah, I think uh, Senga's trustworthy now on the road as well. He's obviously just taking a little bit of time to settle, which is absolutely understandable. I think he's got the third best DRA in the NL, or he did last week when I checked. Yeah. So he'll be up there. Sorry? Fifth, fifth best. Fifth now. Oh, he must have. Uh, he was third last week. So, yeah, he's still hanging around in uh, lofty company. And, uh, yeah, I'm not having Dallas Kite. I don't want anything to do with that. Um, Minnesota owed me last night after that radio broadcaster talked me into uh, <laughs> unloading the clip during a rain delay. Ah, oh, man, you live and learn. Um, so, yeah, Minnesota owed me. They can pay me back by getting turned over here. I'll take the Mets at minus 108. Is, is uh, Peter Alonso going to win the home run title? Nah. Uh, I don't think he could catch Olsen either. No, nah, I don't think so. No. Um, have you got a ticket, Mike? No, I don't, but I do think it's interesting. Uh, 7.20. Oh, we've done that one. Whoa, I'm going back in time. 8.05, I've done that one. <laughs> 8.10 Eastern first pitch. It's the San Diego Padres at the Houston Astros. Blake Snell, left-handed pitcher for San Diego, and Hunter Brown. Goes for Houston. Uh, plus 116 on the Padres. Minus 135 on Houston. Total is nine. Uh, Blake Snell has been the subject of a bit of chat in the comments. Uh, Cy Young talk. We were talking earlier on about Justin Steele, etc. I know there's some Blake Snell tickets kicking around. Um, he's 12 and nine on the year. He has a 250 ERA. Um, and he is absolutely still rolling along. Four and one um, in his last five starts. A 203. ERA in that span. Um, his last two have gone scoreless. The Padres took a little blow last night. Gary Sanchez broke his wrist. Um, so I think that'll be him toast for the season. He's been a revelation since they picked him up at, uh, at catcher. Hunter Brown is 10 in 10 on the year with a 453 ERA. Um, Hunter Brown, he's just really wobbly. He hasn't had a good start for quite a while. Um, but they've just scored so many runs lately. You kind of expect them to get out of any amount of shit that Hunter Brown might get them in. They won, they won that series against the Rangers 39-10. They hit five home runs or more. I think they hit six in one in three straight games. Five, five homes or more in three straight games. Um, 39 runs in the three. Blake Snell... It's just Houston are a different proposition to the Giants and the Cardinals, which were the last two games he's um, he's pitched those scoreless starts against. And I watched the Padres the other night. I can't remember what game it was. It must have been a UK friendly time game. And they're still a bit like the Blue Jays. They're still just absolutely half arsing it. Like um, you just don't want to rely on them. 
I'd like the price to be a bit better, uh, but I'll take Houston on the money line at minus 135, Muna. Yeah, I'm not sure I can trust Hunter Brown, like you mentioned, just because he's, I mean, he's been in bad form. Uh, it's kind of been inconsistency with Hunter Brown. Um, last start against the Yankees, he allowed three earned runs uh, in just four innings. They lost that game. They're kind of been alternating between win-loss, win-loss, when Hunter Brown is on the mound for the Astros. Uh, but he hasn't been very good at the juice box. He's 3-6 and six with a 5.56 ERA. Um, this is going to be an intriguing matchup between uh, Blake Snell and this offense for the Houston Astros, obviously coming out of that Rangers series where they looked uh, uh, absolutely unstoppable against the pitching of the Rangers. Blake Snell, again, he's still prone to throwing uh, or uh, walking a lot of guys. And that's not a mistake you want to make against this Astros team because if you let guys on the bases, they're going to make you pay. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Astros team total over in this game. I think this might be around four and a half at even money. I'm not sure you'll get a three and a half. If you do get a three and a half, it'll be heavily juiced, but I'm banking on probably a four or four and a half in this game. But I think that Blake Snell may get into a little bit of trouble here. I don't trust Hunter Brown. I think my more favorite play is probably just going to be the over in the uh, Astros team total. Okay, so Amuna thinks Astros will just keep hitting uh, home runs, Dylan. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the under. I got a nine. Uh, it's at eight and a half right now. I still lean under. I made my total 8.1. Snell's looked great, and he really hasn't given up. He hasn't given up a run in his past two starts. Walks are an issue, like Munaf said, but both of those games went under the number. Actually, his last four starts have all gone under this number as well. Usually, we do see lower scoring games when Snell is on the mound, and I think he'll do a good job limiting the bats of the Padres. Uh, and I also do like Hunter Brown. Outside of that, that start against the Yankees and the Mariners, I thought he's been pretty good. Uh, so I, towards the side, I lean Padres uh, at the plus price and maybe a first five plus a half, but I do like the full game under. 9.38 Eastern first pitch is the penultimate game on the card. It is the Cleveland Guardians at the LA Angels. Thanks, Muna. Uh, Logan Allen left-handed pitcher for Cleveland and Griffin Canning. Goes for the Angels. It's another close one on the books. We've had a few of these tonight. Minus 112, Cleveland. Minus 108, the Angels. Total is eight, Muna. Yeah, I, thought, I guess when we uh, handicapped uh, Griffin Canning last night uh, for the Angels, but as, uh, as of uh, well, Thursday, they still don't have an announced uh, starting pitcher for their uh game at least on Wednesday night but nonetheless uh Griffin Canning on the season seven and five with a 4.30 ERA at home he has four and two with a uh 4.65 ERA his last start was uh pretty yeah it was a pretty solid start six innings two earned runs he's only allowed uh combined four earned runs over his last three outings he's made back-to-back starts uh for the uh, Los Angeles Angels but the downfall for him has been he hasn't gotten much run support for uh, at least from the Angels. It almost seems like that Shoyo Otani just might be done uh, for the regular season here. Uh, on the mound for the Guardians is going to be Logan Allen. I know we've talked a lot about him on the pod this season. Uh, left-handed pitcher for the uh, Cleveland Guardians here on the season. Uh, he is six and seven with a three point seven seven ERA. I think that record is a little deceiving because we talked a lot about the Guardians and they just can't hit the ball very well or score a lot of runs. You'll see spurts where they're able to score runs, but uh, you know, a season long, they're always in the bottom of the league when we talk about uh, offensive uh, statistical categories. But uh, Logan Allen in his last two starts again, not very good, but he was going up against two teams that are very good against left-handed pitching in the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. 
Um, I, I think the a- Angels are just ready to get the season over with and, and just, you know, get to the offseason and just get into all the, all the Shohei Otani sweepstakes and things like that. Guardians, I know they're coming off a series against the Twins where they just got their doors blowing out. I think I better have the better pitcher here on the mound here for the Guardians with Logan Allen. I just don't trust the Angels to score runs here in this game. So um, I'll lean towards the under in this game. That number is currently at um, – what's to- do you have a total Eight. in this game here? Eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, and then I'll also go with the Guardians money line in this game. Okay. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, I agree on the Guardians. I did make them a minus 116 favorite. I, so minus 112 on the road. I do agree there. I actually like the over, though. I made my total 8.8. You know, the Angels, like like Munoz said, I agree. They, they've given up on the year, and they really don't care about pitching. They don't care about playing defense. The over 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, they've gone over in four straight games. And Griffin Canning is actually a fade at for me at home. And like you said, Munoz, Logan Gilbert hasn't looked good in his last two starts either. We got winds blowing out into center field tomorrow night. I feel like eight is a little too short, especially for a team that does just doesn't care right now. I would lean over here. Um, I'm on the other side, Dylan. I've got the under. Um, Logan Allen's, like Moonaf says, we have kind of kept quite a close eye on him this season. His last two have been dodgy. And as obvious as it sounds, he's been better against the bad teams. Um, and this certainly fits into that bracket. And I like Griffin Cannon. He's one of the four or five, six guys that I've kind of, Blowing the trumpet for all year. Um, his last couple of starts have been good. So this was two starting pitches that I quite like against two offences that I don't need any encouragement to take for an under. Uh, so I didn't have to look much further than that. Um, and under eight will be my play. 10-15, uh, Eastern first pitch. The Colorado Rockies and the San Francisco Giants. We have Ty Blatch for the Rockies, left-handed pitcher. And Kyle Harrison, left-handed pitcher for San Francisco. Um, plus 188 Colorado, minus 205 San Francisco, total is eight and a half. Um, Blatchree Harrison, Dylan, a couple of names to conjure with here. How did you do it? Yeah, both teams struggling here to put together some wins, but I am going to back the Giants here and Harrison in a bounce-back situation. You know, he did regress a little in his last start against a decent Padre lineup, but at home, he did look solid against a good race team. Only one game, so a small sample size, but I'm just not a believer in Ty Blash. He just gave up five runs in his last start against the Blue Jays, and Giants have owned the Rockies this season. They've won five of the six games played between the clubs, and regardless of how bad the Giants have looked on their road trip at home. They've been dying to come back home 38 and 31 straight up at home. I think this is a good spot for them to get back into the win column. So going to take the plus money on the run line for the Dodgers at plus 102. For the Giants. For the Giants. What did I say? Said Dodgers. 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 My bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that threw me out. I wasn't really listening and then I heard Dodgers and well, I'd gone through a time curtain or something. Uh, Moon off, what's happening? Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go with the Giants here. I, I know Ty, uh, Ty Blotch has – he's had a couple good starts in there. I mean, look, he, he had a solid outing against the Baltimore Orioles. He had a good start against the Dodgers there as well. Um, but I, I think that uh, Dylan mentioned it, that the Giants are, are a really good home team, right? And that hasn't been the case just this season. 
it's been the case over the past several seasons where they've been competitive that NL West division. But I think Kyle Harrison can bounce back here as well. Um, he's been pretty solid at home, at least in this few innings that he has pitched. And again, we talk about guys that come out of the bullpen that make spot starts or even just you know starts or even come out in the in the from the minor league system. They're really comfortable more at home. And again, you're in a in a pitcher friendly ballpark. Um, I'm going to go with the Giants here as well uh, on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 102. Maybe look at a Giants team total to go over as well. I think you're both absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> we didn't know who Kyle Harrison was two weeks ago. He's a minus 205 favorite in an MLB game. What does that tell you? It tells me we're back the Rockies at plus 188 because Ty Blatch is all right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Again, might wake up and see the Giants won. Um, but not at that price. No, thanks. Um, Blatch, he's won his last two. There you go. There's a stat. Um, this is Harrison's fourth turn through. Um, his home start against Cincinnati was good. Um, so the under would be a play, eight and a half. But I can't, at these prices, with these two names, got to take Colorado. We'll parlay Colorado and Oakland. What's that pain? That'll get us to Vegas next year. No problem. Um that is exactly what we'll do. Uh, Captain Zeno has joined us for the last five minutes. Um, oh, and he's flexing, he's flexing um, his, uh, his Cardinals first five pick um, from a couple of days ago. So well done, Captain. Um, but yeah, that was the night we had all the altar boy jokes. Dylan caught an incredible amount of strays the other night in the chat. He was, uh, he was getting it from all sides. <laughs> he's shaking his point. head there. <laughs> you thought you were going to get away with it tonight, Dylan, for the first yeah, no. hour and five minutes. Um, okay, that was fun. We've got to the end. Uh, lock and dog, Dylan, you can lead us on. All right, trying to go 4 0. Went 2 0 last on Tuesday. Uh, for my lock, uh, give me the Mets. I haven't locked up the Mets all, all season. Oh, I know. Mets, I, Mets podcast, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I just think this is a really good spot for him. Uh, Sanga, I, I think we could kind of blow the notion that he hasn't really been good on the road out the window. I, I think this is a good spot for him and the Mets against a really. I just I, I know Dallas Keuchel's looked okay since coming over from the Twins, but I, I just still don't trust him. Uh, I'll I'll take the short price with the Mets as my lock, as my dog. I really wanted to take the A's just to fade, just oh, to fade the. Do it. No, I'm not getting peer pressure. I, I've been on this pod way too long to get pressured. Um, give me <laughs> give me the Brewers. I still don't trust the Yankees. I'm gonna back Colin Ray in this spot. I know the the rookies. They They've given the Yankees a little life here, but uh, I just think the Brewers are a much better team. I think we're going to see some regression. And minus 125 for Luis Severino. I don't care if he's home or away. Uh, I'm going to back the Brewers here as my dog. I've got, I've got the Brewers down here at minus 112, Dill, but I mean, you know. Okay. Oh, damn. They're they're an underdog. They're a favorite. Okay. Uh, shit. No, I see, uh, a, I see a plus 105. Okay, okay. Yeah. are we allowed See, that? All right. Jesus Christ, this oh. guy. I'm just telling you what my notes say, mate. You know, you can't look at the notes. You've done it 17 you hours before. God, yeah. I Jesus. wrote this out three weeks ago. I wrote this down. It's absolutely it's, oh. it's bang up to date. It's, it's bang uh, up to date. How many more days do we have till the baseball season? <laughs> Only a, yes, a month and a half. Yeah, but opening day next season, moving off, we'll be back. Uh, <laughs> what's your lock and duck? Uh, for my lock, I'm going to go with the over in the Orioles and the Red Sox game. I'm just going to fade both pitchers. Um, 
Kyle Bradish, I know has has a uh, has been having a really good season for the Orioles pitching rotation, but he's just got into trouble against the Red Sox. The last two outings, dating back to last season, he's on seven earned runs and just two and one third innings pitch. I don't trust Han- uh, Tanner Houck either. I'm like I mentioned, these they've gone over this number of ten in his last four starts uh, when he is on the mound for the Red Sox. And like Dylan mentioned, uh, the wind should be blowing out in Fenway, and we have these two. Uh, offenses that have been absolutely raking over the last month i think we'll see runs being scored on friday night in fenway park so i'll take the over 10 it's my uh, as my lock for my dog i'm gonna go with the mariners run line minus one and a half plus 155 um with george kirby on the mound i, I like what i've seen from kirby this season we've talked a lot about todd bradley on the pod this season as well i know he got called up had a decent start in his first start back but this Mariners team, they they have to turn it around. They're still in that fight for the AL West division, if not the AL West, and at least a wild card position. And again, it's still in front of them. They can get out of this rut here. Um, if there's a pitcher that I want to fade at home for the Tampa Bay Rays, it's going to be Todd Bradley. I'm going to take George Kirby and the Mariners, minus one and a half, plus 155 on the run line. Um, I'm going to go to the same game for my luck. I think the seven and a half is too short. Um, Seattle and Tampa, I think both can give up a few. Like I said, Kirby, three, three and four recently. Uh, Bradley has got better days ahead of him, um, but he's just given up multi-runs multi in, in every start. So, yeah, but both offences going okay, over seven and a half. And for my dog, Oakland, come on, you two were an absolute letdown. Oakland plus 275. I, I saved be- it for you. I knew you were going to take it. I knew yeah, you were going to take it too, yeah. Um, and we're going to also uh, parlay them with Colorado. That pays about 10 to 1, uh, that parlay. Um, on the money line. But yeah, the, Texas, what, four and, like I say, four and 15 of the last 19 games. I don't care who you are. Uh, Oakland got the best picture going, plus 275. Um, the tight end plays for the Carolina Panthers. Are we any closer to getting this correct? Currently plays for them? The tight end. Hayden Hurst. There's the right answer. There you oh, go. Wow. Yeah, Hayden Hurst was uh, Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher. He's a big lad, isn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, imagine him bearing down on you from the mound. Um, Moon asking this one uh, NFL winning play for tonight, opening night. Uh, let's go with Jared Goff over one and a half passing touchdowns. Oh, I love that. I've got him in the guillotine league over one and a half. I'm writing this down. This isn't for the show. This is just for me, everyone. You can talk amongst yourselves at home. Dylan, you give me one too. Uh, I like Patty Mahomes over two and a half, but I also like Jared McKinnon anytime touchdown score. I think he gets in McKinnon, tonight. McKinnon anytime touchdown. Beautiful. Um, right. Thanks, uh, Muna. Thanks, Dylan. That was loads of fun, as always. Um, cheers, everyone in the chat. It was buzzing, as it usually is. Um, enjoy the football, but also mainly enjoy the baseball. Uh, Someone will be back tomorrow night. We'll do our little lock dog total mini turbo episode type thing. Um, And we'll be back uh, with a a full fat version on Sunday. Um, Good luck with all your bets. Uh, Back on Sunday and I'll see you down the road. Cheers. 